0: Yo yo, hey! Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Awesome. All right. And clips. Let's see. It's a thing. It's a thing. Hear that? Okay. Perfect. Cool.
1: Uh, so not a thing.
0: And that. No, one. it's a thing now. I can hear everyone. It's a thing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. So if you can hear the clips and you can hear me, then I think we're good to go. Are you set up to record on your side yet?
2: Uh, yeah. Audacity is up.
0: Okay. Go ahead and record, and then right after you're recording do the three two one clap and just one clap afterwards it's like a clapboard
2: uh hold on one second
0: recording okay cool oh
2: that's, well, that's all
0: great. right let's let's get this this over with because what the, the fuck word. was
2: this man what the fuck was this <laughs>
0: I have no fucking clue this is what Impulse Buys gets you. All right, awesome. The
3: following show will destroy your self worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so called entertainment should ever be allowed. talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops.
4: A tendency to deprave and
1: corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of
4: your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene.
3: encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that Cinema PsyOps represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience.
4: I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me.
3: Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague of Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with court and not.
0: 42nd straight week of this stupid fucking podcast that is known as Cinema Psyops. Once again, sitting here in self imposed isolation due to quarantine, disease, death, and the general dropping of the ball of the American government, I've got Matt secluded in his own little bunker, and here he is. It shouldn't even be self quarantine. We should all
2: just be forced to be quarantined at this point.
0: I mean, Matt, we're going to lose only 100,000 American lives due to inaction of the current administration. It's only 100,000. If they would have continued to do nothing instead of doing the bare minimum that they were forced to do via public shaming, we would have had the death of 2 million Americans for sure and the scarification of the lungs of countless others.
2: I'm almost positive that uh 100,000 is a little ball in it.
0: Oh no, no. Why would any number that was given to us by the administration be wrong? Also Fauci said that number on his own. So I, I trust him. I think he's
2: trying to keep our spirits up cuz I like that guy. But I think he's trying to keep our spirits up. Uh, I, I think he knows. I think he's getting done with people. I think at some point he's just going to yell out to a conference and he's going to be like, hey, listen, not only do I have to deal with Captain Dipshit Cheeto to the right of me, but all you asshole kids won't stop going to fucking spring break and licking each other's buttholes. So can you stop?
0: The butthole licking's not the problem. The problem is that they keep continuing going to spring break. This whole face of defiance thing. must
2: be a problem because NYC had to put out a goddamn notice for people to stop. Stop tongue-punching each other's fart boxes, all right? It's not needed.
0: New York City specifically had to mention do not tongue-punch a fart box. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. New York City ass-eaters represent... (laughs) That's how you get the Rona. Don't get the Rona. The Rona from the Rima? The Roma. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't wanna talk about this shit because it's what everybody's fucking talking about. But like how do you not talk about it? This is historic things. We have to deal with it, right? Like we're all gonna fucking die. <laughs>
2: basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you don't wanna talk about it, but there's besides our movie, there's nothing else to talk about. And this movie ain't much to talk about, by the way. <laughs>
0: Right. So, have you seen Tiger King? We could talk about that.
2: I, I have seen Tiger King, and yeah, we, dude. All right. I was telling somebody was asking me, like, is it worth it? And this is all right. I said. I said, okay, it centers around a guy in Oklahoma who runs a zoo of exotic animals, and then on the side, he breeds tiger cubs for petting, which is illegal. And the person went, okay. And they went, more than that. He's got a mullet more than that. He's a gun nut more than that. He's actually homosexual and more than that. He got two straight guys to marry him. And then the person was like looking at me all slack jawed and I go and I can tell you're thinking, well, he just ruined it. Trust me, that's not the tip of the iceberg about how crazy this story gets. It's not even the tip.
0: Yeah, it's fucking insane. And um, I I believe that the hype around it has to do with the release coinciding with everyone being sheltered at home and or, you know, quarantine rules being put into effect, like legit being enforced in various states and things like that. Uh But at the same time. I still believe that it virally would have spread just because of the craziness that's involved in that story. It's like redneck Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah, every time (laughs) I think it can't get crazier, it jumps up a notch.
0: Yeah. It got really, really dark and really, really depressing at the end of it, and I got really, really sad. Not because of all the horrible human lives that were ruined, but because of the reveal of everything that was actually happening to the animals that were innocent in all of this. I mean, I already didn't like them when it was obvious they were breeding them specifically just to get cubs, just so they could have people get interaction and petting and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They played that down as much as possible in the documentary up until, like they really started bringing out all of the dark side of everything. That's the one thing the documentary I feel does really well is like at the start of it they they let you kind of buy into the facade of all these people and they do a relatively good job of like just letting the people present their lives as they are willing to present them. And then as they start bringing up certain aspects that the folks don't want to talk about, then the documentary basically devotes an entire episode to that. I mean, like we've got cult leaders um <laughs> it's like a false doom tiger cult going on in some of this shit and every single person that's featured in this documentary practically is a scumbag criminal in some way shape or form and doing something horrible and exploiting their workers and all of that kind of stuff and it's all because of people get like this whole like addictive thing to these exotic animals that are dangerous and it gives them a power trip because they can lord over control of these creatures yeah, just... fucking Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskin. Oh, huh? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the only review we're ever gonna do on this show. We I actually mentioned or I posted that I was watching um yeah. Tiger King, and everybody's like, Oh my god, we gotta hear them talk about it. I'm like, all right, well, this is the best you're gonna get. I'm gonna it's, give you a it, little bit is, of an it's, intro. It,
2: it's it's fucking crazy. People are fucking nuts. I've never rated to people this fucking nutty. Jesus.
0: Well, for me, it's like being in my hometown. Oh. <laughs> nice. I mean, that's pretty much the way that all those folks were. That's pretty much like you know, you put them on a mountain in PA instead of like deep in the south of Florida. They get a lot or... of meth
2: mouth out there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And before meth mouth, it was mash mouth. <laughs> Drinking that straight turpentine, pretending like it's liquor.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a dark fucked up world out there Matt and it's just gonna get worse because yeah, tonight we're buddy. talking about out of control <laughs> I don't care what
2: I am as long as I'm out of control the fucking theme songs in this are just fucking insane
0: everybody be cool I may or may not have grabbed the theme song out of the movie for the show so everybody oh. be cool about it
2: everyone be cool <laughs> shut the fuck up don't ruin this for us
0: yeah and the music sucks anyway so whatever oh. <laughs>
2: everything uh, oh my god this fucking movie dude let's count them i'm gonna tell everyone right now here you go this is about an hour and 30 long movie now an hour and 30 and i'm gonna say really it's about an hour 20 of movie in 10 minutes of intros or outros of the beginning and end of the movie
0: The hour 30 is an extended cut. The actual theatrical release of it is like an hour and 18 minutes. And I'm regretting not ripping that version for you to watch and for us to review.
2: No shit. Well, just let everyone know, in an hour and 30, I have exactly three clips. Three. (laughs) Court had to text me today Go. am I reading this right? I'm like, dude, at one point there was four, but I couldn't even justify that fourth clip. And when I listened to it, it creeped me the fuck out. So it was a no.
0: This is like... Someone shooting a Duran Duran music video, failing miserably at it, and then deciding to turn it into a movie. Her name
2: is Rio and she...
0: I can't hit you because you're singing and you're so far away, but I will store them up. And I know. you will look like the ex-wife of Lorenzo Lamas when I'm done with you.
2: Holy... It,
0: dude, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit dark, huh? Yeah, you went you were dark on that one. Well, guess what? I'm not recovering from it. We're taking the break now. We're going to play the Legion Patreon ad. Oh, God. <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of music that fits right along with that 80s synthwave crap that we had in the movie. Only this stuff is actually good and royalty free. We'll have the trailer for the movie when we come back and then Matt's review.
1: This will keep it quiet. <laughs> oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes, no. What I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones, and software for editing.
0: told you that i took that right out of the movie and you would have believed me i would have that seems to be right there man <laughs> yeah it's uh perfect for the 80s synth wave or retro 80s style synth music uh the synth wave is what they call it now or retro synth wave is what they kind of refer to it whenever they try to emulate that sound and uh this royalty free stuff i found on youtube worked pretty decently i think it works better for the movie than this trailer oh god
3: prom night though we may go our separate eight high school kids stranded on an island with nothing but a few bottles of booze and a lot of time suddenly our time ran out Bring it up gary fly
4: it it's no rescue team
3: attacked by armed smugglers chased by bullets forced off a cliff into the middle of the sea I'd like to get my hands on the travel agent who booked this trip.
2: Out of control.
0: Rated R. Jesus, that sounded like it was fucking a made-for-TV movie the way they did that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Here's an after-school special. so we get on a fucking plane with these
0: assholes. <laughs> yeah, newsflash. Teenagers are all assholes.
2: They are all assholes. Well, anyway, we're out of control. And after the beginning of a theme song in which the person states they could be anything the other person wants, as long as they get to be out of control, so... Uh, we see teens doing dumb shit, being filmed, making faces. What the fuck ever, posing.
0: I and think then... this is supposed to be like they literally just graduated, and this is like them having a good time. But this is the part I was talking about that feels like a failed Duran Duran video.
2: Exactly. We cut to a party, and it's actually prom night. And this was supposed to be a rock video that one of the kids, Elliot, made.
0: Right. Um, and it sucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> Hey, Elliot, sure does suck, Big Shoots. Um, you, you are an absolute waste of fucking space.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hate on this movie too much, but it just keeps fucking asking for it, Matt.
2: Yeah, and then at some point, the girl who Elliot came with to prom runs away from him because for some fucking reason, he dressed like a fucking cat. Elliot doesn't do himself any favors.
0: Elliot is a free spirit, Matt. He's someone that societal norms cannot contain.
2: Elliot's a free fucking annoying prick, Court.
0: Well, he can be both, Matt. He's a complex character. <laughs> I can't even fucking... I can't do it, man. I can't fucking do it this week. I can't play I, devil's I sw- advocate for this movie.
2: <laughs> I swear to God, if Elliot wanted to hang out with you, you would have killed him already.
0: <laughs> no, <sighs> Yes, fine, sure, fuck it, I guess. (laughs) Elliot's the kind of person that probably would have gravitated towards me that would have annoyed the living shit out of me, but I'm too polite to tell them that I hate them and they should go away. Much like 90% of the circle of friends that I met you in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh... Literally, they're uh, still around because I'm too polite to tell them I hate them and I wish they would go away.
2: You tell that to me all the time. I just don't listen.
0: Yeah, I tell you because you actually pull it out of me. Everybody else at least goes away long enough.
2: Well, I'm just saying, you know, it's all right. I know you're just talking out of hurt, so you want some help. Uh, (laughs) We see the king and queen. They get led around. You know, they have a little parade for them.
0: Did you recognize the queen of the prom? I did not. Okay, there are two actresses, particularly, that uh, I developed a very heavy crush on in the mid to late 80s and into the 90s. The first one, who I believe is the prom queen, but she was the one in that like uh, ultra sort of conservative lacy-ass dress and the okay. dark brown curly hair. That is an actress named Betsy Russell. Everyone would know her primarily from probably private school is what most people would know her from which she was most prominent in then tomboy several other 80s movies she's one actress who would basically be nude in your films but primarily did a lot of like these cheesy sex comedy type movies like private school and stuff like that that's the one that i was the most enthused <clears throat> uh to see her in because she rides a horse topless and that's amazing
2: Hey, hey, slow huh? down over there. All yeah. right. You're going to, if you keep doing that, you're going to get the Rona.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, then also a very young Sherilyn Fenn is in this film as well. She doesn't have a very big role in this, but she is the young lady who pretty much wears not but a uh, wife meter tank top for most of the film and some blue jeans.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, the main guy's sister.
0: I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So those two actresses, um, more Sherilyn Fenn than Betsy Russell, because Sherilyn Fenn was in Twins Peaks and a bunch of other movies, and I was obsessed with her for ages, and that never wore off, so there you go.
2: I'm going to be 100% honest. There are tons of times I hardly got names in these notes. Like, none of these characters were even important to remember their name.
0: Dude, it was like 45 minutes before I recognized Sherilyn Fenn, and I was sexually obsessed with her in ways that should not even be legal in this state. Oh, my. <laughs> this movie's bad. It's that bad. I didn't recognize a fucking obsession I, of I mine. I think
2: I know why, why it was an impulse buy, though. Because, you know, I always look up the movies and stuff after I do them. If it had the same box art as it did you know, that you bought, the, the box art would lead me to believe why you would buy this movie. It so, looks very interesting. Because it's a guy literally holding a knife to a girl who's in a bikini while you see another girl, you just see her legs and her butt, and Daisy Dukes with like a shiny knife or gun standing, you know, staring at him, getting ready to probably fight him. So then I would get why this would be an impulse buy.
0: The thing that made me buy it is it was like Betsy Russell stars in, and uh, it had a picture of her basically on the cover holding a gun in a ripped prom dress and I was like oh cool another rape revenge movie to make Matt uncomfortable not oh great a fucking boring ass stuck on an island Gilligan's Island style movie that makes absolutely no sense that I okay. will also dislike
2: so <laughs> still cover art did it so, yeah, yeah
0: uh, no no this is what happened to you when you rented movies and video stores based on the cover all the time which I exactly. did this is a perfect burn this is what happens to you
2: yeah anyway uh, uh, the king and one of his bro sifts they decide to uh, walk around, have a bit of a combo, and that is our first clip. I
4: can't believe your father's giving us the island estate. Now one fun-filled weekend of swimming, fishing, sex, more sex. Oh yeah, sure for you and Chrissy. Robin looks like a reject from a punk band. At least she puts out the first date. Who cares? We should go for Tina. Oh yeah, sure. Cowboy finds out it's the last thing I ever do. What a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the canteen. Elliot, you never that,
3: <laughs> You guys seen Debbie anywhere?
4: Just a couple seconds ago. She was headed for Canada.
3: Come on. You know I'm her dream date.
4: Yeah, the girl must be blind. Come
3: on, at least my date doesn't look like the bride of Frankenstein.
4: Yeah, well, Robin puts out the first date. Who okay. cares?
3: Just look at the camera and smile. Where's your young man? Probably at some
4: young Republican
3: convention. Miss
4: Debbie? Seems she won't
3: be coming. Shoot the picture. She's allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Allergic to you is more like it. Come on,
4: everybody. Car's waiting. Let's go.
3: So now Debbie won't come. I might as well stay here in Seattle. I feel like I'm going on this trip as the chaperone. Or a eunuch. Three beautiful girls. Well, two beautiful girls. Gary's date is punky, overly made up, rude, cruel. I have to have her. Did you bring your tennis racket? No, I brought my diaphragm. Uh, Kate, my sweet bunny. Kiss me, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) What's your sister doing here?
4: My parents took off again, so I asked her. if She wanted to come with us.
3: Our prom night. Look, nothing's going to ruin our weekend. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ.
3: Oh man, Elliot,
2: Elliot, my friend. Um, number one, uh, you you are going to die a virgin unless you make someone do it or guilt them into it.
0: That's right, Matt. You're just telling Elliot the only way he's gonna ever have sex is to rape.
2: That's probably right, and then he'll go to prison. Or, or if a girl just feels really bad for him, like, oh my god, this guy is that pathetic. I, you know, I, I guess that <laughs> that that's not really rape. But that is a pity fuck.
0: <laughs> the Matt Psyop sweet spot. A pity hey, fuck. Hey!
2: Hey! There are levels to this. Don't put me with this guy, you <laughs> motherfucker. You're still a pity fuck, dude. Maybe anyway. that should be excised. Jesus. Yeah, for something. Um, after all this, uh, uh, a big bunch of biker ruffians show up, and it's the bad, the quintessential bad boy cowboy leads them up.
0: You can tell uh, by the nickname cowboy.
2: Yeah. They get into a plane. Cowboy and Keith, who's the prom king dude, who's it's the, the everyone where he's going. Uh, they they you know it's they apparently have some friction. And uh, the, the friction plane...
0: is there's rumors that Chrissy, the main guy's girlfriend, had sex with Cowboy. Yeah, and... a
2: year ago, by the way, a year ago before right. Chrissy and Keith started dating, so it shouldn't fucking matter at all. But to these assholes, it does.
0: Well, when you're an insecure piece of shit like. Yeah the main character of whatever the fuck his name uh, is. He does Keith. He even has the bad name, Keith. Yeah, he might as well have been Chad. He's fucking Chad from the rest of the show. He's just fucking, he's a Chad. He's, he's a totally fucking a fucking Chad. Chad. But our main character here of Keith or the, the main rich boy guy that like Chrissy's dating is so emotionally unequipped to be able to handle the fact that perhaps a person that he is dating has had sexual intercourse with anyone besides him. Because, you know, he's not packing much downstairs, even though he's rich and could buy a bigger one. Yeah, he's super jealous. He's super controlling. And he's super abusive, we'll see later on as well. He's the trifecta of rich asshole. He is a Chad. Yeah, I
2: mean, there isn't really a good character in this whole entire film.
0: I mean, kind of. I mean, the kids are fucking annoying. They're really badly put together, but... um, They're all
2: pretentious. They're mean. They're
0: rude. They're cruel. Well yeah, they're overprivileged bunch of fucking kids. The only person that's like halfway decent is like Cowboy, and he's still a piece of shit. Yeah, he's also a piece of shit, though. But like he's kind of the closest, and like Chrissy wants to be a good person. The the actress uh that's the actress Betsy Russell plays her, and she's the yeah. one that's in that lacy ass weird prom dress the whole way.
2: Yeah, but she's just she's also very self absorbed.
0: Yes. That is absolutely true, but I believe that that is a defense mechanism because of who she's involved with, because she does drop that a little bit later on, we'll see in the film, and that's way more fucking credit than this film deserves. I can't play devil's advocate this week. I can't. I I give up. Good, because... This film broke me, Matt. Just
2: (laughs) Probably, well, let's get through some of this shit. (laughs) Anyway, the play takes off, and there's some bad weather, um, as... Uh, then there's some mechanical issue so as the pilot tries to land it that actually crash lands right into the water and the cabin begins to flood
0: he was trying to land it but unfortunately a basketball star was on the plane with them and they all had to die holy jesus fuck <laughs> I mean <laughs> I say too soon but coronavirus kind of
2: took care of that that news story seems like it happened three years ago
0: yeah also basketball man
2: die me sad I'm also just going to say this has the month of March lasted two decades to you? I mean, it's it's a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like fucking 20 whenever March started, and now I'm 40, so you're right. Sounds about yeah. right.
2: So anyway, uh, the kids are able to get out, and they float to one of the plane buoys, because it it's an uh, ocean sea plane. Seaplane, seaplanes, yeah. Seaplane, seaplane. And they find one of the buoys, they're hanging on to it. Keith pops up and tells everyone that he couldn't get George out. So George, uh, who was the pilot, is... Uh, uh, dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're able to find the island in the morning and the kids are completely lost. You missed Cowboy's... the part
0: where Cowboy actually saved Chrissy and brought her over. And uh...
2: Yes. yes, uh, Cowboy did save Chrissy out of the plane. Cowboy kind of saved a lot of the people out of the plane. Uh, while Ke- but I will say this. Keith was trying to get to George at the time.
0: And I believe that Keith was focusing in on the pilot because that was the best way for them to get out of there.
2: We'll find something else later too.
0: Right, continue. Go ahead. I'll I'll let you go. You can do the story.
2: As Cowboys kind of being a dick about George's death, and then he gets the SmackDown put on a little bit by uh, Keith telling him that uh, George has worked in their family for years, has always been around, and has been their pilot. So uh, Keith is Keith is a little torn up about uh, George's passing, and Cowboys just trying to be a stereotypical teen and you know a soulless little prick and. I'm surprised teenagers aren't just, you know, fucking put down when they should be because they're all soulless assholes.
0: Spoken as a father of a teenager.
2: You know, I keep forgetting that.
0: (laughs) I like how you don't retract your statement. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Move on. All right. Cool. Uh... (laughs) This is why you don't spawn, folks. Don't have kids because when they become teenagers, you definitely regret it. There's no empathy. Not really. No, that part of their brain hasn't developed yet, so they're fucking psychos. It's,
2: uh, it's a little fucked up. We should put them all in rubber rooms. Um, at this point is when Chrissy asks where she should go to the bathroom and they say there's the ocean right there, and she pretty much is like, I can't believe this is happening to me. It's like, oh, my God, can you be more self-absorbed?
0: I'm going to let it go because I have a crush on Betsy. Yeah, Buffalo. okay, I get it.
2: It's it's, I I can see where you're coming from there, so I can understand why you're giving her a free pass.
0: I'm not. I can't see all of her character flaws through this raging direction I have for her. <laughs> <laughs> clip.
2: I'm. Uh, Yeah, right. I'll say it. Chrissy, you are a a fucking horrendous person.
0: You're not wrong. All these characters are horrible, horrible human beings, except for maybe Katie, who is played by Sherilyn Fenn. Well, there's nothing wrong with Katie, so stay away from Katie. Katie is
2: nice. You're right. Katie has always been nice. She's a kind person.
0: She's the one that I would save through all of this. There you go. Um, Keith and everybody his buddy... else would get a makeshift machete death from court I'd be stalking these fucking kids on the island like Jason fucking Voorhees with a mask made out of a coconut shell I want you memers to get to work on that
2: yeah come on <laughs> let's get that going because that's that's awesome Keith and his buddy go to build a signal fire at this point that's what he tells his buddy his buddy's like you know Cowboy's not such a bad guy and Keith proceeds to tell his buddy that Chrissy and Cowboy went out last year but nothing happened <laughs> I have that on caps. But nothing happened because that's how he acted. I believe her. She told me nothing happened. Okay. Even, even though I wasn't dating I... her and I don't own her or anything right. like that.
0: Maybe it's just you and I, but like, even if something happened, that's over with now. And you should just be happy that someone that's so unbelievably hot wants to be with you and your money. Listen,
2: do I care what my wife did before she met me? No it's none of I mean, my fucking business
0: <laughs> i mean only if it's so i don't get a social disease like that's, that's, that's something that's different I though yeah, that's different
2: she's a person chrissy's a person she's not your fucking property keith that you know oh i need my baseball card to be mint and you know no broken quarters what a fucking asshole
0: yeah that is basically how he's looking at chrissy i mean you know
2: he, he's a giant <laughs> piece of shit and you know how you know he's a giant piece of shit is when everyone else is wearing just regular tuxes He's the asshole who wears the tux with the white coat All the time White coats mean you're a piece of shit
0: <laughs> Didn't James Bond Oh wait, yeah, y- you win Yeah, okay, thank you
2: uh, <laughs> It's uh, true it is, it is If you wear a white tux coat You are automatically a piece of shit Yeah, um, unless you're
0: doing it ironically And then you're just an ironic piece of shit
2: Yeah, pretty much cowboy and nerd boy elliot giggle searching for supplies food anything like that uh we get a montage of all the girls swimming in the ocean and cowboy and the nerd finding like bottles of vodka and and cans of spam we see a plane starts going by but then uh they all try to go out of the shelter they found to go wave it down however uh rain puts out the signal fire
0: uh, At this point, we need to point out the shelter that they found is a collapsed old brick building that they kicked in a bunch of stones that were over like a windowsill or the door, and they just crawl into it. It doesn't have a roof or anything like that. No. But it has like a basement floor that they go and huddle down underneath to shelter from rain and stuff, which is a really bad idea because if that starts flooding, you only got one way out.
2: Yeah, exactly. But they don't worry about that. Uh, no, they're all dumb. They're all yeah, dumb. They're all dumb. <laughs> Uh, uh, after getting hammered drunk, they all start playing spin the bottle. Chrissy kisses cowboy and Cowboy's chick Tina kisses Keith. This goes back and forth. Some other people kiss other people.
0: We need to point out that the reason they started playing spin the bottle for the kissing is because the one guy was complaining about being there completely alone when all the other groups had like a coupling thing going on.
2: Well, then and cowboy was telling him he should kiss the uh, punk rocker girl.
0: Right, and she did it. She was all about it. Yeah. She was all into it, and she thought it was cool and everything, and she gave him a kiss, and then someone else came and kissed him, and then they started playing spin the bottle from there. So it wasn't like someone just said, hey, we should play spin the bottle. They just kind of were like, well, we're bored. We're already kissing people that we're not actually in relationships with, so let's get this orgy started. And then they start playing strip the bottle. Everyone's getting down of their
2: skivvies, and the girls
0: start dancing
2: while the dudes watch. You would uh, the- think
0: this would be exciting, but... I fast-forwarded this, because yeah. it was really boring, and if someone lost a article of clothing that revealed a piece of their anatomy that I wanted to really look at, I would let it play at normal speed, and then continue to fast-forward, because this was boring as fuck, even yeah, with well, nudity.
2: I know, right? <laughs> uh, the party's winding down, and Chrissy starts commenting on, Ka- on Tina's uh, being a virgin. Then... Kina decides to do uh, one more spin, and she takes off her own top, so you know her boobs are out. Then she takes the bottle and points it directly at Chrissy, who she also takes off her top and lets the girls fly out. Uh, And And
0: thank you movie Betsy Russell topless is something that I will never get tired of seeing and probably the only reason I'm going to keep this Blu-ray.
2: A few other girls get topless. One of the dudes decides to lose his drawers and right as Chrissy uh, is about to take off her bottoms, Keith whisks her away and uh, they, you know, find a dark little corner. Cowboy and Tina, they start making out. This was going to be a clip and then when I listened to it again, it was just creepy as... Tina went into how she doesn't want to lose her virginity there, but she does want to lose it to Cowboy just uh, in a different setting, in a more romantic setting.
0: Yeah, maybe she doesn't want to be, like, folded over a bunch of broken fucking rocks in an abandoned building on a desert island when she doesn't know if she's going to die to have sex for the first time.
2: Right? We're not old court. So, anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, Cowboy kind of is to, you know, not happy about it, but he also understands. He tells her to go to bed and he actually gets up and he needs to get some fresh air. As he's leaving, he makes eye contact with Chrissy,
0: who has Keith passed out on her. Important to note that she is way starkers underneath just a blanket because Keith passed out trying to fuck her. Pretty much, yeah.
2: Uh, She gets up and follows him outside and that leads to our next clip. Cowboy,
3: I want to thank you for saving my life on the plane. No big deal. Not to you, maybe.
4: I didn't mean it that way, Chrissy.
3: I know. Why do you get all tough? Put up a wall.
4: A lot less to lose?
3: What do you mean? You
4: can't depend on anybody, Chrissy. Lean on somebody you go away, fall down.
3: Like you did to me?
2: Shouldn't have told anybody about us.
3: Forget it. Now we're even.
0: I guess they call that taking advantage, huh?
3: I could have stopped you.
4: You love Tolliver?
3: I think so. He's good for me.
4: He ain't such a bad guy.
0: For a rich kid.
3: Hey, the
4: hero's always supposed to get a kiss. Hey man, we were just talking. I know damn well what you were doing. What you think? I was just thinking. Just
3: get more. inside, pussy. Back off, chump!
0: Oh boy.
2: So they have a scuffle and uh, Cowboy ends up whooping the shit out of him.
0: Yeah, not only does he beat the living shit out of him, But then he walks away being the bigger man because the guy's down, and then he goes and flares somewhere else. And then uh, Keith, being the brave man that he is, takes it all out on his woman who can't defend herself like Cowboy. Yeah, he freaks out on her. and um... He grabs her violently, throws her to the ground. I think he slaps her once or twice. No, 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 no slapping. Are you sure? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. He
2: pretty much just tells her to stay away from him, and he pretty much just yells at her while she's professing her love to him, and he just embarrasses her in front of everybody, saying that everyone knows that he, she fucked Cowboy. So fuck you, Keith. You're
0: he didn't well he
2: didn't slap her. He was still being a piece of shit.
0: He did throw her to the ground, though. He grabbed her violently and threw her to the ground. When he did that, I was kind of hoping Cowboy would step up and beat him some more. Right. Because I guarantee you, if I would have seen that, I'm not like some chivalrous knight, but I also know me, and that's something that will fucking set me off. Yeah,
2: that's just something you shouldn't do. Um, So anyway, the cowboy goes to cool off, and he uh, wanders around and finds some scuba gear and a harpoon.
0: And some more alcohol, too, right? Yeah. I think At some more spam, too.
2: Probably, but more importantly was the scuba gear and the harpoon. A boat pulls off, and one of the kids waves them down. He wakes the others and tells them that a boat's there. Keith's best friend, he's running there, and as he's yelling out for a cowboy... Uh, telling him about the boat. Uh, Cowboy hears him, but is kind of ignoring him. The guys uh, get off the boat, and uh, but he tells, as they're getting off the boat, he says to leave the guns that they don't need them. Cowboy sees all this and overhears them telling them that. The kids meet the two guys, and Keith already doesn't like the look of them, and so he pretty much ignores and does not tell them about Cowboy just so they can still have someone out there in case someone, something goes wrong. Which it does. So the, two, the good guys get the kids on the boat, and then they are taken hostage. Uh, we see that the, the two guys are there for a gun deal, and the others who will be selling them the guns or or giving them own money for the guns, they won't be there for like a whole night. So they decided to spend the night and rape the girls. Uh, they grab Tina and Elliot. All right, died. so
0: Tina's the virgin. She's a virgin who's about to be raped for your entertainment.
2: Well, don't accuse it
0: to, like, just say me. <laughs> I meant this is what the movie is doing as for you, oh, the viewer. I gotcha. The viewer is everyone in the audience that may also watch this film. This At is what point, this film is doing to, for you for titillation. It's having a woman have her clothes ripped off and be yeah. sleezed upon.
2: As Tina tries to struggle away, the guy bashes her head against the floor of the boat over and over again. Pretty brutal. But, yeah, before he can actually rape her cowboy comes in and harpoons him uh, just right dead it, but also after he shoots a harpoon it knocks over a, like a, a cooker and it actually starts a fire um, then he knocks out the other attacker and frees uh, the rest of the kids and they all get off the boat as it burns
0: do you think that they had the boat catch on fire just as an excuse to have the kids be trapped there for a little bit more for yeah, the next like, round of story
2: you know, so you don't have any weapons to help you out, because if they're selling guns, they probably had a lot of guns on that ship, so.
0: And that's why it went up super fast and exploded, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, that night, Elliot, the nerd kid, asked the punk girl uh, if she would, you know, he says he doesn't want to die virgin, and she says she'll sleep on it. And it's like, oh, that's hardcore. So, but at that point, though, uh, Tina is, of course, scared, and I believe, Court, you have um a clip. <laughs>
0: yeah, I get what you're saying. A girl gets terrified enough, the only thing that's going to solve that is a cock.
2: And uh, Cowboy figures that out, so Cowboy and Tina bang.
0: Well, Tina almost was sexually assaulted, and I believe this may be more of a PTSD response to have control over her own body and to say that she wanted to do it, which is a possibility. I don't know if the filmmakers thought that far ahead. This is not a movie that really seems like it's looking for pathos deep yeah there's no pathos to that i'm just trying to add something in there to make it less sleazy that a near rape victim would decide that now is the time to have sex with her boyfriend after surviving such a horrendous assault and brutality the only thing i can think of is possibly that it's just a way to get control back over her own body but even that is stretching (laughs) it's just a bad idea and a stupid plot line
2: Elliot is going to get set and make his move on the punk chick who is getting into it, uh, but then a plane is landing, so they all get up, uh, the plane lands, and Cowboy and Keith decide they're going to go check it out. We see that the dudes on the plane all have guns, and uh, Keith will decides he'll distract them, and Cowboy needs to get the group, and especially Gary, his best friend, to the plane as Gary can apparently fly. At this point, uh, Chrissy is kind of walking around and a twig, gets cut up in her dress, and she tears the dress off. She kind of has a paperclips moment.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, I, got a qu- I got a clip of that, too. Oh, did you? Yeah.
2: Who in the fuck took my paperclips? Probably some of the most powerful acting in the whole movie, right there.
0: Y- yeah, Um, it's kind of hard to believe that she turns into a black man from Vice Squad, but she does.
2: You know what, though? Sometimes when you get real mad, you turn into other people.
0: Yeah, it does like, happen. The Incredible Hulk. She's basically tired of being stuck on this tropical island trying to maintain a ridiculous dress that is something out of like the old west times with all that fucking lace covering her body. Yeah, right. It's ridiculous.
2: Uh, we see Keith is able to get uh, the bad guy's attention and Cowboy is able to grab the group and that is our final clip.
3: Cowboy, what's going on? What happened? Hey, we heard shots. It's
0: three men. Heavily on.
4: Keith's drawing them away from us right now. The rest of you guys, get into the woods. Make your way through the Underbrush, down to that rocky beach.
0: Gary, you're gonna have to get to the plane.
4: What? There's
0: nobody on it, right off the beach.
4: You're gonna have to fly it. That oh way, I don't think I can do that. All right, look, maybe I could taxi. you. And maybe a radio on board. I'll meet you down
3: there. Where are Keith?
4: That's where I'm
2: at. Oh, fuck this movie. Right. Really, fuck this movie. Anyway, (laughs) we have a bit of a chase scene, and Cowboy gets cornered and shot in the stomach, or in the side, actually elliot actually goes after cowboy but then we see elliot sees cowboy is getting led back to that little shack they were in looks like cowboy is set to get kind of shot up against the wall but elliot is able to knock out the uh shooter uh keith is then cornered but is able to make a getaway uh by using the spear uh, or the harpoon uh, he doesn't hit the guy, but he's able to...
0: Yeah, he doesn't get the harpoon back out of the dead guy, but he, like, throws the actual harpoon gun at the guy, right? Is that... It's something. I think he had one harpoon left, and he
2: shot it. And while he didn't hit the guy, it hit, like, the wood, so it caused the guy to kind of lose his footing.
0: Yeah, it's something lame like that. Yeah. I can't remember. I fell asleep, like, five times watching this movie.
2: Um, Gary <laughs> tells the girls that he has to head down to the plane now and they have to split up so the rest of the girls go except for Keith's sister who follows we have more chasing um uh Keith's sister tells Gary that uh you know that he can do it he can get out of the plane so he pretty much sums up the courage after she says that and he jumps in the water she however sees someone is on the plane and so she's able to distract that guy and then uh Gary's able to kind of throw him in the water and get on the plane
0: that was pretty cool, where she calls him over and everything, and it's Sherilyn Fenn, and she's been the sweetest person in this whole movie because she's not in it very much, and I'm absolutely enamored with her, and I, I should shut up now because you know that's yeah, bad. You're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. It's, anyway, it's, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So, uh, as she, uh, as she turns to run, she gets caught up by another guy. Um, Keith is getting chased, and he also gets caught. Uh, as, um, key sisters being, uh, taken back, uh, the girls all attack one of those guys, start beating the shit out of him. Chrissy gets his gun and shoots him in the leg because, you know, she shoots him with her eyes closed. Keith is taken to the cliff by one of the guys, and when he sees Gary in the plane, that guy gets distracted, so Keith is able to throw the guy off the cliff, and he falls, and he grabs the guy's gun. Uh, Cowboy and Elliot jump in the water off one of the cliffs. Keith shoots a guy in the leg trying to get back to the plane. And then they get everyone on back onto the plane. They're being shot at as they take off. They get into the air. As they do, they're able to get a hold of the Coast Guard, who is looking for them and told to go to which coordinates. They also find the bag of money that was going to be used to buy the guns. They all fly away happy. Roll credits.
0: Yeah, the finding the money and everything and that's how they fucking end the movie it's just like
2: and let's face it they end the movie by the one of the kids going our parents said we would be nothing (laughs)
0: Yeah, you found $100,000 meant for a gun buy. You caused the death of four or five, maybe more, on Stranded the Rest, absolute psychopaths that will come looking for both you and the money. And by the way, the plane probably has a transponder in it that they'll be able to track you wherever you go. Not really that happy of an ending.
2: Yeah, right? Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) Everything this film does defies... Normal logic or anything sensible or even smart. And it's just frustrating and just super irritating. I don't know, man. It just was a really, really big miss of a film. I had never heard of it until I committed Code Red to get this. I was on Ronan Flick's website ordering some stuff from Scorpion, and I noticed they had a clearance for a bunch of things that were Code Red. And this was one of the ones that I bought because of Betsy Russell's name being all over the cover. It suckered me in. And I don't fully regret it But I honestly don't feel like I will ever really want to watch this movie again This, yeah. this is one of the very few movies That's going to get this Oh fuck off movie rating Just because it was so bland I'm not kidding Matt I fell asleep five times watching this And not for I... very long durations That has not happened to me Since I watched Birdemic My brain actually shut me down And went no this is terrible Stop Yeah
2: I didn't fall asleep But I, was, I had four clips at the end one of which was questionable that i took out and i actually went through the movie again a second time to see if i'm like did i miss something like did i miss some clip worthy thing or something? there's just nothing in this whole movie just nothing
0: yeah it's mostly that dance sequence of them stripping to 80s synth pop or some kind of music like that which is vaguely interesting but like not really i mean it's mostly like the girls get down to their skivvies there's not really tits until The whole virgin thing pops up, and then, you know, the ladies start getting more and more naked. But then it gets sidetracked into this whole, like, Keith jealousy control thing, and, like, they really missed what they— I mean, you're going to strand a bunch of kids on a fucking island with booze and spam. They should be off frolicking and having sex, and if you want to have, like, some kind of confrontation, then it's like, you know— the couples are straying because they're all stuck on the island and they don't know what's going to happen. So they start acting more animalistic or something. And like you got an automatically way more exploitative and interesting film for the premise that you're trying to do for this exploitative film. That's uninteresting. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it it fails everywhere, right?
2: Fuck. It was just bad. It was
0: just real bad. (laughs) You know me. I like bad. I can stomach bad. The thing that I don't like is boring and uninteresting, and that's what this film at its core really is. Even the action sequences, when the girls get the guns, and even like, I think the only thing that built any tension for me or had anything that was even slightly feeling like these kids were in trouble was when they were on the boat and they're all tied up and then they decide that it's time to start raping. The, the two guys are like going to start raping the girls one at a time, and they start with Tina. And because you already know that she's a virgin, this makes it feel that much worse. And the actress who plays Tina does an amazing job with the screaming and the fighting and all of that stuff where I really felt it. And it was like the only moment where I wasn't just completely bored in the film. And I hate that the most interesting thing in this film is a fucking rape scene. And the most well-done thing is just the rape scene. It makes me feel so much more worse for watching
2: it. It's not even that well done because when he's like supposed to be slamming her head against the floor which is supposed to be hardcore, it's so poorly executed that you're just like uh, I don't know just I got nothing out of that.
0: Yeah I don't know I just I guess I was feeling a little more empathy than what I'm used to towards that particular actress at that point in time but you're not wrong. I mean it's once again we see this plenty of other times with these types of scenes where the men who are doing the acting are not really selling it at all. But the women are acting their guts out and it's undercut by some silly thing that a man's doing in the film that's supposed to be the assaulter, like whistle while you work or some crazy shit that just like kind of undercuts the whole emotional curve of what the actress is doing at the time. Yeah, it just it's fucking weird. Uh... Yeah, it's it's uneven. It's. Poorly executed, and it feels like the kind of thing you would have watched late night on USA, only this would have been the one that you would have probably switched off because it wasn't hosted by Rhonda Shear that night and you would have found something else like on MTV. Yeah, exactly. You know, nothing wrong with Gilbert Godfrey, but like Gilbert Godfrey couldn't keep me watching a movie like this at USA at like three in the morning.
2: No, no shit ronda sheer could yeah yeah oh yeah definitely but yeah it was that was large in part that was a giant waste of time
0: yeah yeah which is perfect a, a usa movie at about four in the morning that's pretty much what this was
2: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> all right fuck it we're done we're not talking about this goddamn movie anymore this movie oh. is worse than whatever wound up in fucking carol baskin's meat grinder
2: exactly it was her husband by the way it was definitely her husband yeah <laughs>
0: And maybe some of her workers that saw something they weren't supposed to see. Allegedly, allegedly, don't sue me.
2: She'll sue. She'll sue the shit out of you.
0: And everyone around you. Yeah, allegedly. No, definitely. But allegedly, she did everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to take a break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really wishes we wouldn't have played it on this episode. We'll have a little bit more music that fits with that 80s synth vibe. And when we come back, we will do some psyop news to try and salvage this wreck of an episode. at gohpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. you may be thinking that is not the final countdown are you sure that is not 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 be cool everyone (laughs) just be fucking cool i mean it's different enough to where we should be okay but it's almost like they're just playing it exactly backwards so maybe it's the final count up
2: i don't know man that uh that sounds bad
0: yeah, I'm gonna have to finally count down to you giving me some sorry. This one's from Ali. Alan- That is Chef Al from, I believe, Nova Scotia, and I believe he's sheltering in place right now up there. Good. Man arrested for using
2: Civil War cannon in neighbor dispute like one does.
0: Okay. First of all, if you grew up where I grew up, Civil War cannons being used to resolve disputes is just an everyday occurrence. That's not even worth calling a sheriff for.
2: (laughs) I'm just saying- This is from War History Online. In this heavy populated world where much of the human population lives cheek by jowl in cities, it's not uncommon to find a neighbor irritating.
4: That cock and shit
2: is like metal. Indeed, if we got along well with everyone on our street or in our building, it would be nothing short of miraculous. Should someone be, someone be playing their music too loud three doors down, one would typically knock on their door to deliver a polite request. However, in the more rural parts of the USA, neighbors might have a bit more leeway to resort to extraordinary means to register their displeasure. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. (laughs) 60 miles from south of Buffalo in New York, close to the border with Pennsylvania, is, look at that court. (laughs)
0: yep it's just north of pennsylvania i know that area i know some folks from that area so i am not surprised that this happened here
2: really is that like a hotbed area
0: no it's not necessarily that it's a hotbed area it's just that that's um like uh lower new york upper pa is also very rural it's just Uh. not quite as mountainous as where i grew up but there's still some big ass fucking hills but it's also like i said it's very rural up there as well so someone who has a functional civil war cannon in that general vicinity of those two states not a shocker to me at all
2: yeah this is in the country town of kientone
0: wait what uh
2: kientone
0: kientone in its southern new york uh, just north yeah. of pa yeah oh fuck what's the name of the person
2: uh one kientone resident brian malta Okay, I don't know him. Good. I <laughs> was so outraged by the conduct of one of his neighbors that he took out his replica Civil War cannon and fired it across his
0: fence for eight days. I wasn't going to go shoulder deep for real.
2: <laughs> the cannon
0: was loaded with powder
2: and Wait, wadding. Did you so say was-
0: eight days? He fired a cannon for eight days. Eight days. Eight days.
2: The cannon was loaded with powder and wadding, so technically no more dangerous than a bird-scaring device. However, the discharge can be heard for miles around. I'll so say it can be felt for miles around, too. Jesus. So eventually, Malta was arrested and charged. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Jesus. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. <laughs> While it's not illegal to own a cannon in New York State... Deputy sees the weapon since it was being used maliciously. Was... <laughs> How else does one use a cannon, Matt?
0: Um, decoratively? Uh- <laughs> yeah, but that's not using it. That's just prepare having it sit there. Prepare your chocolate starfish for my chunky dick knot. Yeah, prepare. Oh, prepare oh your my chocolate God. starfish for my chunky dick knot. Ew. <laughs> If you want to watch ass and eat popcorn.
2: Yeah, well, right. Uh, Malta was charged with harassment and was allowed home after posting a $2,500 b- uh, bail. He will you can't pay North- a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. He will face North Harmony Town Court on three counts of second-degree menacing and three counts of second-degree harassment.
0: I have no clips for cannon fodder or anything like at all that's relevant for this. That's
2: weird. Uh, No details on the cause of the dispute have been released by authorities. However, should you decide that a Civil War area cannon is the way forward regarding a problem uh, neighbor, you would be well to consider which type and size would be most effective.
0: Okay. He fired a Civil War cannon for the equivalent of a Hanukkah at his neighbor's property. Even though it was just the explosions, he just did it to disrupt their daily lives for eight Uh, At
2: the Battle of Gettysburg, there were some 653 cannons present, nearly 400 on the Union side and 281 on the Confederate side. The Union guns were said to be superior due to the better quality produced in the manufacturing centers of the North. So, there you go. Uh, a brand new replica Patriot cannon barrel will cost you around four hundred ninety nine dollars. You could literally get a cannon for under five hundred bucks. Oh well, yeah, but you'll have oh you'll have to find the gun carriage yourself
0: or build it. Yeah,
2: the parrot could deliver a ten pound charge and was accurate up to two thousand yards. However, the brittle nature of iron barrel meant that the parrot was vulnerable to shattering, which proved lethal to the eight man gunnery team needed to operate it. So there you go.
0: <sighs> wow. Using yeah. a cannon to settle a neighborly dispute. Literally eight
2: days. Eight straight days.
0: Yeah, a Hanukkah of harassment is what was going on there. I love using Hanukkah as a quantity yeah. of measurement of days because <laughs> I know that there's some neo-Nazi out there that was holding on because of hope that you were supporting them only to find out, nope, that's not the case.
2: Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> anyway, this one comes from our very own court psyop. It's a Vice article. Of course. The title being, The Men Who Love Getting Their Balls Absolutely Destroyed. <laughs> cock cock trampling and ball busting take foot, foot fetishism a step further into much more
0: masochistic territory. Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. Mostly because I have put my penis inside of you, bareback. My dick and balls are worth a lot more than $60.
2: This is uh, by this is an article by Samantha Cole. Uh, welcome to Rule 34, a series in which motherboards uh, Samantha Cole lovingly explores the highly specific fetishes that can be found on the web. Uh, so she pretty much says if you've thought of it, someone's jerked off to it. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? So Beta Von Sweet's foot slaves love when she stomps on his dick in balls.
1: It's the erection that counts.
2: He, he has a
1: point. P- Bo has a point. Yeah,
2: he loves the pressure she told uh she uh, told Vice. Uh the feeling of her full weight on him is exhilarating. It's gonna uh, cost you some serious cock. The meaner she is to him, the more he is willing to serve her. Apparently. I have the most confused direction right now. <laughs> Once when he was laid beside her bed w- while she stepped on his penis. Wait, you're modifying
0: her- this so you're changing it from what is actually in the article of the first person so that you <laughs> don't have to have any clips.
2: <laughs> Goddamn right. Don't get mad at me because I got smart. It
3: always comes back to dick. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so once he was laid beside her bed while she stepped on his penis sticking out of a cock box, she climbed onto her bed and jumped off onto the box full force. (laughs) Fucking ow.
0: Just ow. (laughs) Yeah, that was the description that made me wince where she jumped full force from her bed. I don't know what a cock box is, Well, I don't want to know what it is. I have a feeling that it's a specific... Design that is meant to smash and put pressure on it by, you know, adding weight to the box that would smash said cock.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I don't know, but his she's quoted as saying his eyes were as wide as saucers as he grabbed the sides of the box to brace for impact. She could only compare it to landing on concrete and smashing a water balloon without it popping.
3: Oh, fuck.
2: And we're back to dicks.
3: It always comes back to dick. He let
2: out a gasp of air, and replied that he loved his mistress. Dropped the humongous ball. Shit. <laughs> oh. So- not to mention that she got the giggles and wanted to do it again. His reaction was priceless. There are some. Re- I- okay. I- God. I want to say something, but it be- ended up being kink shaming, and I'd feel bad.
0: Okay. You're not into the whole. Pain, pleasure, indivisible cycle thing. We we know this about you. Yeah. And while a man normally is terrified of having this kind of rough trade done to his penis, these folks apparently enjoy it and she enjoys dispensing it. So while it may not be our bag and we can't understand it and are somewhat horrified of it because of this... We're not judging them for that. It's just something that is so far afield of something that we can understand. That yeah, it, it, it And it terrifies us, this kind of pain that they're describing. It really does.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. this is just horrific. So much has been said of late of the topic of feet. Looking back, the last year has seen the triumphant rise and vindication of foot fetishes. I have a ragey
0: direction. Oh, you're into I mean,
2: feet? Yeah, well, it goes into Quentin Tarantino. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, do more stuff about the uh, actual kink if there's anything left there I'm not kink yeah. shaming you on your death fetish Just so you know
2: Oh, I was, The first time that the author saw Cock Trampling in action It was during a scroll through on their Twitter feed
0: Okay, Uh, so you're you're now going back into removing the first person again, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, of course I am. What do you expect? I expect (laughs) you to do your job like a proper news reader. I am doing
2: my job like a proper news reader.
0: No, you're removing the first person and the ability for me to get clips.
2: I'm reporting the news in this person's experience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to make it to where I have no good clips from this.
2: Goddamn right. They stopped on a video of a woman jumping, jumping up and down on a board balanced lying on a lion man's torso. When they looked closer, they could see the man's penis was sticking through the board. With every landing of her bare feet, his whole body twitched in pain as she lifted off again.
0: That must be a cock box. It must be a board with a hole for it oh, for the cock fuck. for this. Yeah.
2: This hurts so bad reading. <laughs> I'm gonna puke a little bit. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm shifting uncomfortably in my seat. It may not be for yeah. me, but, like, I don't judge these folks if this is what they need. I
2: don't I don't judge them, but I'm just like, that just hurts. I'm going With- to king shame you for the stabbing fetish, okay? <laughs> she wasn't sure if she was witnessing a permanent maiming or an incredible testament to the resilience of the human mind and body. She soon learned it was the latter. Uh, <laughs> what are... Co- what? What are cock trampoline and ball busting? Von Sweet, who lives in a trample dom lifestyle with uh, her current foot slave and sells videos of their sessions online, tells the author that she always has been a scrappy kind of a gal. And so years ago, when a man walked into her life who not only had a foot fetish, but an affinity for cock trampoline, it changed her world.
0: Oh, Uh, boy.
2: She relished waking up and uh, waking up and down on him, overpowering him with her full weight, she said. Uh, it uh, was uh, her way of making him submit to her when he got a little too lippy, apparently.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. so he gets some attitude, she stomps some cock.
2: Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm going to vomit here. Uh, As their relationship grew, so did their experimentation. The cock box, a hard square structure with a hole for the penis to poke through, was a revelation. She was able to stomp, crush, and grind till her heart's content. Even jumping up and down on it with bare feet. Sometimes even wearing stilettos just to be cruel. Holy shit. This is awesome. (laughs) Now, is this someone you think she honestly loves? Or is that me king shaming them?
0: See, again, this is your mind not being able to wrap around the fact that there's pleasure and pain indivisible. So she may very well love this person. This just may be how they express it. They can't separate pain and pleasure. It's all one and the same for them and one can enhance the other. So that has nothing to do with whether or not aftercare is involved and they take care of the person i mean if you are abusing someone and you don't participate in the aftercare then maybe you do have an issue more than just being into bondage and bdsm style of life but I, it sounds like she's at least working with the aftercare part of it too. So I believe,
2: really, because I didn't read any part
0: of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the way that it's described, I, I you just... want to
2: hope that she's doing aftercare, but I'm still not reading. All I'm reading about is how there's a lady who's gleeful that she found somebody who she can abuse, and uh, they 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 won't go to the cops or leave. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's your interpretation of someone who is terrified of having this sort of thing done to them. Well, that's
2: how I'm reading it through this article.
0: Yeah, but also, this is, you know, they're both happy doing this, it sounds like to me, so I don't know. (laughs) I, all right. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that the person who's being done to isn't enjoying it and getting something out of it. I'm just saying I find it hard to believe that uh, she has any sort of caring for this person other than just someone of
0: convenience. Yeah, that's that's king shame. <laughs> that's the Probably. definition of kink shaming right there. <laughs> the you, definition of it? <laughs> yeah, just the fact that you don't think that they could be in a loving and committed relationship while doing this. Means I'm not it,
2: saying I don't think they could. I'm saying this doesn't read like they are.
0: Ah, well, you know, to each their own. This is yeah. this is a relationship that works for them, so I don't know. And there's plenty of relationships out there that aren't loving and committed relationships and are relationships of convenience that don't involve cock boxes. So. That's, that's also true. <laughs> that's a clip somehow, uh, but yeah, saying
2: is a clip. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but and you're right there too. You're right. I, I'm not saying. Like I said, I could be extremely king shamy right now. I just don't read uh, this as uh, somebody who is in love with somebody else.
0: Yeah, because you can't wrap your head around how you could love someone and stomp on their junk.
2: Well, I I guess maybe I could if there was anything in here about, oh, you know, but we also do this and this, and we live fairly normal lives outside of, you know, that, and, you know, there's self-care in there, but it just... This is also also a
0: Vice article and only wants to give you the salacious details so that you can feel better about yourself for not being into that sort of thing.
2: Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're probably not wrong there, too.
0: It's a Vice article. That's exactly what it's designed for, is to shock you and make you feel... Differently about things or look at something A little bit differently in some way shape or form But it's not exactly cutting edge Journalism for this kind of thing
2: Yeah yeah I suppose uh, So oof. um th- Yeah this is a hardcore article though. <laughs> Uh man
0: Fuck this is long Uh <laughs> That's what she said while she was stomping on it.
2: Oh, 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 oh. In the cock box. Um, Clip. Yeah. Uh, the way
0: to make this end sooner, Matt, is to read the first person stuff in the first person so I can get some usable clips. It's fucking never going to happen. All right.
2: <laughs> Why are people into cock and ball torture? Clip. Nearly 10, nearly ten years ago, Ball Busted Sub lost a bet. Uh, they, state they always had a thing for dominant women in heels. Uh, the UK-based ball-busted sub, who requested to be cited using his Twitter handle only. Um, He said, although he first got into ball-busting and tramping uh, around the age of 16, his first in-person ball-busting experience came years later. It all started with a throwaway comment uh, they made, uh, something like uh, they said something like they'd bet they left nut on it. They can't even remember what the bet was now, but they actually lost the bet. And so, there goes their
0: left nut.
2: Yep. She uh, Apparently, she was the one who said, right, I'm going to claim the prize. So she wanted to stand on his ball. Just one. Just ball. Not even plural. The only bet one. Uh, that escalated to her putting books under his nuts and standing on them in different shoes and barefoot.
0: Oh, God, that sounds painful. It's the erection that counts Right Bo, you're right, sorry
2: Nowadays, Ball Busted Sub visits a professional dominatrix If you want Uh, a fear boner His favorite things are being trampled in the cock box Or led on my stomach With his balls out behind him So she has full access to crush them
0: Oh, so he's lying on his stomach And then they're sticking out behind him
2: Uh, He loves the feeling of being led in the cock box and giving over full control and then watching as the Dom tramples his manhood for her own pleasure and amusement.
0: Yeah, the whole submissive lifestyle thing. If you're just not into it, you just probably will never get it, you know?
2: No, I. I yeah, I mean, that. I, I'm sure that's true. Uh, the dominatrixes that do the busting are often very amused. Uh, one is quoted as saying, ball busting has always made sense to them. They are a sadist, and it's easy way to hurt someone with balls. Uh, that is from Daniel Blunt, a, a NYC-based dom. One of their earliest memories is playing catch with their dad. Uh, She threw the ball to him, missed his glove, and hit him in the balls instead. He doubled over in pain and shrieked in a high voice. I think we're done with catch now. Uh, She was shocked and delighted at this new point of weakness that she had discovered. That's, (laughs) um, That's scary shit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Dude, I would be so shocked. There was a girl I was in grade school with that used to enjoy kicking boys in the nuts just to watch them fall over. Like that was her thing; she loved to do.
2: Holy shit!
0: Yeah, like in my grade school, like a lot of us started wearing cups just because of this because she was really bad. Like and just would do it at any any point. Just I mean, to, no just one to watch got her in
2: trouble for that.
0: Eventually, yeah, she got a big talking to and everything, but it took a little while. Because I was about to say, because you're really just reinforcing some really bad
2: behavior points there
0: right but i mean we're talking it was the 80s and it took a while before parents would stop something like that from happening or even the school would even take notice or anybody would even care because you're also a kid and you want to keep that to yourself but yeah this was the thing that this this particular girl used to love doing and she kicked a lot of us in the junk a lot of the time just because it was funny to her to watch us be in pain again she had a big talking to and she avoided doing that you know, and stopped that after that. But there was like a year, a solid school year.
2: Fucking kids are Soulless little pricks. <laughs> yeah. There, there's like right a now. solid
0: school year. I'm wondering if that girl, wherever she is all grown up now is in this article. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause she clearly, I mean, this is kind of the same thing. She clearly enjoyed it in a sadistic way, kicking all the boys in school in the balls. Seriously.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they go on to, uh, She goes on to, the author goes on to, like, is it, like, permanently damaging? And no one got back to her. Like, no specialist got back to her with answers to her questions. But uh, apparently she looked online, and uh, apparently our uh, dicks and balls are, you know, have the ability to take a lot of punishment.
0: So There's only one way to find out for sure if it's permanently damaging, Matt. What's that? We are going to have you and the missus test this out. No, that's all right. (laughs) for science matt
2: no that's a hard pass go science go fuck itself now
0: oh so now you don't believe in science
2: why don't you test it out with your missus maybe i already am (laughs) oh great now i just kick shaped you (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh all right um so
0: anyway that's a thing now it's a thing that's a that's a thing it's a thing it's yeah. so a thing and as Bo will remind us
1: it's the erection that counts
0: it is yeah. it's 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 your pleasure that counts just do it as safely as possible folks please please don't get
2: hurt don't do it right now during the quarantine because you don't want to have to go to the doctor's office with this shit going around
0: yeah the last so, thing you want is a trip to the hospital with an exploded testicle during COVID
2: yeah you, everyone's just got to settle the fuck down for a little bit alright
0: yeah maybe just gently nudge don't stomp
2: no more ball busting and no more salad tossing alright just for the time being
0: wow who turned you into a prude and king shamer
2: <laughs> that's not, i'm trying to i don't want people to have to go in for covid
0: i'm well, trying to help well on that note we're gonna fucking close out this show we're gonna play the ending legion promo here and we will have the ending song of out of control everybody be cool when we come back we'll close out the show Just let me be out of control.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that is their anthem.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what they dance very badly to in that uh-huh. music video form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just stop fucking harshing on this movie and just end the show so we never have to talk about it again. Please. <laughs> you know this is going to be the one that like the folks want us to do a commentary for just because they love to watch us suffer. Uh, they really
2: do. I-, I think that's their kink.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to shame bunch him of for it. a fucking sadist. <laughs> I'm not going to shame him for it. And why are you?
2: <laughs> I'm not. I just said they're a bunch of fucking sadists. Well,
0: if you'd like a place where you can hang out free from Matt's kink shaming, our main landing page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. He won't be able to shame you because he never really goes there himself. That's goddamn right. Our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, is also a bastion of non kink shaming. We try to keep it that way and be all inclusive basically consents the whole of the law for us and you know how that works legally speaking, so we're good there, folks. Just make sure that it's with a consenting adult all of the weird and strange things that you get into, including tying each other up with licorice whips. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Oh, okay. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. People do that. So, you can talk more about that in our Facebook group. You can also find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook. Well, no, you can't, but he's there as Matt Psyhop occasionally. You can email feedback to Matt, PsyopMatt at gmail.com. Let him know that it's not cool to kink shame people and he needs to have a better understanding of the world around him. Nah, that's all right. You can email feedback to Court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com and tell him to stop playing devil's advocate for all these people. I don't understand what's wrong with you, Court. Why do you want to just let people be happy when they're doing things with consenting adults?
2: Yeah, Court, start getting more pissy.
0: Yeah, be judgmental of people in all of their pleasure, even though they're doing it with consenting adults. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> finally. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shitfest that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at PsyopMatt. You can slide into his DMs and show him photos of all sorts of kink that you're into that he may be obsessed with, including food play. Oh, come on, man. Be cool. Ugh. Or you can just add him on that in Twitter. He doesn't check that either. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's also the Cinema underscore PsyOps Instagram page where I am posting all of your tasty ass memes that I have stolen from you or borrowed from the group, depending upon where they've shown up or I've stolen from online. That's where all of the highest quality, tastiest of memes get placed on the Instagram, the Cinema underscore PsyOps. But only the tastiest of memes. And while you're out there, once again, get back in your house. But while you're out there stomping on cocks out of control, kick the fuck out of that (laughs) cock box (laughs) this week and make it your bitch. just let it run as long as you're sure you got the settings right does it look like it's holding level for you and everything
2: it's starting to look like it's holding me now yeah
0: okay so did you have a setting on skype for windows 10 that you could shut off the auto leveler thing
2: yeah yeah it was like an auto level thing and i shut it down and, it, and then it just makes you go manual so i went from it was maxed out at 10 so i went down to five
0: okay well the skype thing doesn't really matter i just want to make sure i get a good clean recording for you um on your side with that oh, and, yeah, the and then, Sky then thing, just
2: that down to like mid-range so
0: okay cool yeah as long as uh it's it's easier to record at a lower level and get your booming ass voice and then it, it'll take out the background noise as much i know you got a squeaky chair and there's not much you can do about that and i've just been yeah. trying to edit around that stuff having the separate tracks helps though Yeah, maybe she doesn't want to be, like, folded over a bunch of broken fucking rocks in an abandoned building on a desert island when she doesn't know if she's going to die to have sex for the first time.
2: Right? We're not old court. So anyway. (laughs) Hey.
0: It was a cemetery on a fucking Civil War grave, okay? It was like a one of those like a like midway in-ground tomb type things that was stone that was from was the it, Civil War era.
2: Was at least a Union guy?
0: I mean, it's in Pennsylvania, so one would hope.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying you <laughs> didn't help yourself with that.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it was because it was a cemetery and it was on a like a tomb. Yeah. You know?
2: No, I got it. We 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 all got it. I didn't didn't pick the
0: spot. I just was very grateful that I could say that's where it was.
2: (laughs) Sorry, I got the corona.
0: Probably, you fucking social butterfly not staying in your house. I'm always
2: in my house.
0: Except for when you're visiting your friends.
2: I Well, yeah, but I visit the friend who I ride in a car with every day to go to work.
0: (laughs) Social distance fail.
2: Well, it's either save the environment or social distance. I, I don't know which one anymore.
0: You can do both by working from home! I can't! (laughs) I know, I'm just fucking with you.
2: Oh, okay, I'm like, motherfucker, you know what I do? I can't work from home!
0: (laughs) No, you gotta go put your dick in people's computers.
2: Well, I don't put it like that, but yeah. Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have to physically insert your penis into their USB drives. Actually,
2: hopefully I can get to a work-from-home point once I get enough equipment updated.
0: Giving me some psyop news.
2: You gotta give me a minute. I'm trying to find something that's good.
0: <laughs> that's fine. I'll just cut this shit out. I don't care. Uh, I posted on. one about people that like their cocks being stomped.
2: <laughs> I know. I'll go after that one, but that's gonna be Clip Central.
0: So hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> I found a different one.
0: All right. So are you gonna do the story now? Come on. Do uh, it. Do it. Do it.
2: Fucking fine. <laughs> Hold on. We get it pulled up. Asshole. I'll
0: tell you what, I won't pull the clips, but if on our listeners everybody be cool. If our listeners pull them and send them to me, then I'll use them, but I won't pull the clips. Everybody be cool. You know I can hear you, right? Right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't control i you to be just like I don't control I'm on my okay.
0: to be just like I don't control And while you're out there, once again, get back in your house. But while you're out there stomping on cocks out of control, kick the fuck out of that cock box. <laughs> and this week, and make it your bitch. Well done.
2: <laughs> All right,
0: that's it for this week,
2: man. <laughs> All right, man, I'll get this up to you. I'll yeah. get it loaded up on the page. Awesome.